Ahaba and blessings. Welcome to this episode of Hold the Shekhina. I am your host. My name is Aria. I am a Reiki master, ordained Magdalene priestess, energy and sound healer. And I am your guide on this journey of ascension. This podcast is created and here to support us in remembering, reawakening, integrating, and aligning with the highest frequencies of light of our soul, really truly embodying our soul in our physical body. And through that, actualizing our dreams, calling in the highest possible timeline, living our truth, living embodied, living fulfilled and happy and abundant lives of expansion and of growth and of beauty and of joy. So welcome to this space. This episode is focused on the heart chakra and the heart chakra is a very important chakra. Um, I work with it a lot as well as with the womb chakra, but we're going to focus on the heart because particularly right now, there is a lot of fear in the collective. There is a lot of suffering. There is a lot of turmoil. There is a lot of confusion that is being sown. And I want us to take a moment, take a deep breath. Feel wherever that discomfort is in your body. And envision golden light beginning to ease and dissolve it. So wherever we feel troubled, wherever we feel this contraction, because this is what happens when we experience a trauma or, or when we relive a trauma through the news or through social media or through um, whatever, the movies, books, it doesn't matter the form, but particularly when we see it. When we see it on the news, when we see images, it, it triggers a response in our brain. And this response is, um, it causes the body to contract. It causes your muscles to contract your organs, your vessels in, in your, the capillaries in your body. So we want to expand. We want to bring in the light and our heart comes into this because our heart is that it's not just an energetic center. It is an organ that distributes all of the, the blood, the life force, the prana through our physical bodies. So it is really important to keep our heart and our lungs healthy. Now there are many herbal remedies, um, herbs, plants that support heart health. And I encourage you to look into them because there is nothing that is more healing than the earth. There are practices like grounding that really allow us to reduce the inflammation in our body. Um, and I can focus on those, um, in another one, if you guys are into that, I can focus on the physical more of the, um, the physical aspect of these energetic centers. If you guys feel called, so I will put a little note down in the comments asking if this is what you would like. 
um, and then I will be happy to offer that up for you. Um, but this, we're going to focus on the energy. And the reason we're going to focus on the energy is because the unseen becomes the seen. So if we experience something like a heartbreak or grief or loss early on in our childhood, abandonment, this causes, um, how would I say it, kind of a, a denseness to start developing in our energy field. And if we don't resolve this, if we don't allow ourselves to properly grieve and feel and process the emotions, it turns into, it starts seeping its way from our energy body into our physical body. So it is, it is really vital for us to focus on our heart, particularly now, particularly when we see the world in many ways, um, looking, <laughs> it can be perceived that everything's going to hell in a handbasket. There's tons of atrocities being committed. There's you know, child sex trafficking, there's sex trafficking, there's human trafficking, there's all kinds of negativity. Um, and then, of course, there's the rape and the pillage of the land. And, of course, there have been the wars that have been fought on many a land and what comes with that. So it's there are layers and layers to... The trauma that can be inherited through our lineage, through and this is this happens even if you're not, if you're adopted and you basically are adopted into a family, because of because during the ages of zero to seven years of age, we are basically receiving information as to how to how to move and react and behave in the world, our mind during this stage of our development is in the theta. So that means that we're basically a sponge for information. So if we get put into an environment where there's trauma, where there's hopelessness, where there's depression, where there's anxiety, where there's abuse of any kind, we, we internalize this. And then it becomes the pattern, the baseline from which we operate and from which we create. And therefore, many of our creations will not be the ones that we really desire. So if you truly desire to have, to experience love, unconditional love, harmony, alignment, beauty, joy, expansion, growth, abundance, I may have said that, then it's important to clear away the subconscious blocks, the subconscious stuff that we may have taken on. So the heart really allows us to hear, according to the Vedic texts, it allows us to hear the sound of the universe. So our connection to the divine begins with aligning with our heart. And when we can align with our heart and let go of those walls that we have built around our heart to protect ourselves, thinking that they're protecting ourselves, but all these walls really do is keep us in separation. They keep us in illusion and they keep us in this bubble thinking that we're alone, thinking that we don't matter, thinking that our actions don't matter. When everything about your being, every breath that you take matters. 
Every thought you think matters. Every word you say matters. And this is difficult because there are circumstances under which we may feel or we may have said or say things that are not not of the highest vibration. Because sometimes we get upset and that is simply, that is part and parcel of being human. However, when we can come back and ask for forgiveness, either from ourselves, from other people, when we can align with our heart and do better next time, then we see that evolution beginning to expand. So it is through the heart chakra that we can truly feel our connection to our soul and not just our connection to our soul, our connection to the divine, our connection to the earth, our connection to one another. It is, it is um, a very, it is a chakra that is very dear to me because I used to very, I used to have an incredibly blocked heart chakra. It was, it was very, very cold in my heart for many years. And what's interesting is that now that my heart is open, I can feel everything. And sometimes it's unnerving because you don't want to be feeling all this stuff from other people. But, you know, it, it, some people have the gift of being able to feel more than others. I am one of these people. And for me, it's always very important to clear my heart chakra. So I will be taking you guys through a clearing of the heart chakra uh, sound healing meditation as a companion to this episode. But let's dive into the heart chakra. So the heart chakra is called in Sanskrit, it is called Anahata. In the Kabbalistic um, tradition, it is the Tiferet. It is the air element. It is the color green and pink. Um, the high heart chakra, which is between the, the heart and the throat chakra, it is the chakra that really is associated with unconditional love, contentment. Um, these are attributes of the heart chakra. It's about truth, finding that truth within ourselves. It's that love we give of ourselves the glove that we allow ourselves to receive because remember the heart gives and receives so oftentimes we're taught to give 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 particularly as women we're taught to give but we are not taught how to receive and it is equally as important perhaps even more so to allow yourself to receive to be open so some signs of having a, an energetic misalignment in our heart chakra are that we experience issues with love. We have a poor self-image or we don't love ourselves. It's difficult for us to love ourselves, to really accept ourselves, to, to really hold ourselves in grace and in love and treat ourselves with kindness. We have trouble with commitment perhaps, an uneasy time expressing our emotions. We may hold grudges. We may be resentful. We may push people away. And we also have a tendency to not prioritize our self-care when this chakra is out of alignment. We may allow ourselves to remain in toxic, 
abusive relationships and circumstances. We may tolerate negativity, whether it's in the form of words towards us, whether it's in the form of us speaking negatively about ourselves to ourselves. So we all, I'm sure, are familiar with negative self-talk. That would be a misalignment with our heart. We may experience physical issues, so circulatory issues, pulmonary issues, issues breathing, issues with the heart, issues with the lungs. These may be issues of holding on to grief, holding on to resentment, holding on to loss. And we all experience loss and heartbreak. So how does one balance? How, do one, how does one start breaking down the walls that we have built around our heart to protect ourselves, thinking that we're protecting ourselves? Because remember, the ego seeks to protect us. However, many times what the ego is doing is creating barriers and walls and allowing ourselves to believe the illusion that we are separate, that we are not infinite beings of light that we don't have infinite potential, that we don't have the power to shift and transform and transmute our lives. So we want to move aside from the ego. So the ego that we want to cultivate is the ego that is the higher octave, the one that is in service to the soul. It's not creating with the patterns of trauma, of illness, of lack, of poor self-image, all that stuff that we have taken on from other people, from our lineage, from society, from the media, from education, from our friends, from whatever. It doesn't matter where we took it on. When we start dismantling this false, these false codes, then we start to free ourselves and liberate our heart. And when the heart is aligned, we are able to give and receive love with great ease. We take responsibility for ourselves. We are compassionate. That is also the high heart chakra, uh, an extremely compassionate energy. Um, and it's a compassion towards yourself and others. We can see ourselves in other people and see that whether we may not understand or have walked a mile in that person's shoes, they too have their own life path, their own reason for being and behaving and triggering you perhaps in the way that they do. And you take that, you move from victim mentality, from thinking that people are out to get you to understanding that, oh, and it becomes an aha moment. It's like, oh, that person is reacting from their level of consciousness. Their level of consciousness is one that is not in alignment with yours. It might be lower. It might just be a different frequency. It doesn't matter. But we're able to see that, oh, it's not really about me. This person is simply behaving the way they have been conditioned to behave for Maybe it's just this lifetime, but maybe it's lifetimes of them thinking that this is the only way that they can be. And we, as people who are on the spiritual path, we are the people that look to ourselves first and ask ourselves, am I the one that's bugging out and crazy here? 
Like what is really going on? Why is this triggering me? What can I do? And taking responsibility for our own part in that situation is what allows us to liberate ourselves, is what allows us to transform and transmute that situation. And it doesn't even matter if that other person or that situation or whatever it is changes or doesn't because we reclaim our power. We reclaim our sovereignty. We stand in our own truth and we value ourselves and know that our experience is entirely in our hands. Every, we have the ability to either respond to some bullshit or choose to either not respond or to respond in a different way than we have been conditioned to respond. And it is in that different response to external stimuli that we transform our karma, that we liberate ourselves and clear the karmic imprints of the lineage, of society, of our families, etc. So this allows us really to navigate whatever is going on in our life so much better. So again, this is also a balanced heart chakra, the ability to flow, the ability to navigate. We can be generous and we can be forgiving and forgiveness does not mean that the other person's actions were right or condoning them in any way. Forgiveness really is a way of liberating ourselves and it doesn't mean that that person deserves any of your time or energy because a lot of people... I have a few in my life that I'm like, no, I'm just not giving you my energy. I'm not doing it. I've done it. You've done what you've done with it. And I didn't appreciate it. And I'm done. And that's okay. Having healthy boundaries, honoring yourself and where you're at and where you've been is also having a healthy heart chakra. So we also have healthy heart and lungs. We're able to give and receive love, as I mentioned, and we're really able to love. The depth of the human heart to love is astounding. The amount of love a person can feel, and it goes beyond the kind of love that many of us were raised with, which is, well, you know, if you're a good girl, then I will give you attention. You know, if you behave when we go out, then, you know, I'll reward you by reading a book to you, whatever. Sometimes our parents like bless them because they really didn't know any better. (laughs) They, they were operating again, as I mentioned before, at their level of consciousness based on their own upbringing, based on their own traumas, because they didn't have the time or the energy to sort through many of us had upbringings where our parents were immigrants and they had to work and they had to work two jobs or they had to work, I don't know, multiple shifts. And it was a survival. So they were constantly operating out of the first three chakras. It was all about power. It was all about money. It was all about having stability, creating that stability. And how do you create stability in your life? Money and resources. So that's how, that's how they related in the world because that's that they had to survive. They wanted their children to do better. So they had to sacrifice themselves. And oftentimes they didn't have time to nurture us, to love us properly. 
they didn't have time to dedicate to really showing us love and how to be loved and what it is to be, have healthy boundaries because they were too busy providing. So I was like, I was feral. <laughs> I was one of those uh, kids that I guess um, we were called latchkey kids. You know, we would come come home, do our homework, then go out and, you know, be playing with our friends outside. And in the summertime, we would just be out all day. It, it just, we, that's how we learned to, to be in the world. It was incredibly, it was a, sometimes a lonely upbringing, but it was very freeing because we were incredibly independent from a young age. We could do things and cook for ourselves and fend for ourselves from a young age. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying it gives a person a certain fortitude and a certain level of strength, of character, of, of just that can-do spirit that like nothing can phase me attitude and it, it sometimes helps us build walls around our heart because we feel we cannot rely on anyone. So the, this is, I'd say many of my generation probably have a little bit of a, a walls around our hearts because we just weren't taught. We weren't snuggled. We, were, we really weren't given that safe, loving container to really be nurtured. And that's another quality of the heart, the ability to nurture and be nurtured. So I think you can gain a sense as to why it's so important to really nurture our hearts. When we nurture our heart, we're able to nurture that inner child. Let me take a sip of tea. Give me a second. We're able to nurture that inner child and in a sense, reparent ourselves, Re, realign the neurons that perhaps are mis, were misfiring in our brain <laughs> that was think that made us think that a relationship where someone was withholding affection, withholding love, withholding intimacy is healthy, um, and instead of being toxic or someone that just was emotionally unavailable was attractive because they were hard to get it's that those are those are the traumas of the heart that I personally had to liberate and I'm sure many of us have have been or or are working through because it's it's real it's real that these these circumstances these con the conditioning of our childhood really does impact the life that we lead and the relationships we nurture and create and the relationships perhaps that we don't. Maybe we were taught that love is about power and control. And I find that incredibly funny um, because love has absolutely nothing to do with control, with manipulation, with any of that bullshit. But some of us were taught that that's that's what love is. And it took me a while to kind of be like, no, I don't, I don't have to be in that controlling, manipulative space. Like that's not love. Like that's not loving someone. Like thinking that you can change them. Like this person is a living, breathing being. Like 
you can't change them. Like what, like who the hell are you? And this is me maybe talking to you, but it's also me talking to that past version of myself that would, that had the audacity (laughs) to think, yeah, I'm going to change this man. I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, no, you're not changing that man. That man is going to do what he's going to fucking do. And it's got nothing to do with you. And until I could recognize and heal my heart and my own bullshit around love and control and sex and power and all of that, until I healed myself, my relationships were crap. Like absolute, utter garbage. Like the the caliber of I can't even call that a man. Like it's, it's that level. It's like when you can't even describe the qualities of that male human being as a man, (laughs) then, then, you know, like you, you just were, you were tripping, you were on some, I don't know what you were on, but considering I've been on that, I'm like, yeah, you can shift that. You can absolutely shift, transmute, transform, alchemize that. Because it's, and it's a game changer when you can call yourself out on your stuff and really stand in your truth and not hold yourself in judgment and then transform that behavior, transform that way of thinking, that way of doing, that way of being, then your heart just expands. Then you attract the kind of love that just takes your breath away because you are so loved, you are so held you are so protected. You are just, you are adored and cherished and honored the way that we all should be. But it comes from this deep heart healing, this deep space of forgiving ourselves, opening ourselves up and allowing ourselves to tear away the structures and the illusions and the, the veil that makes us believe that that's what love is. And we get to redefine love and open our hearts and allow ourselves to truly experience love and love in that cosmic level, that that unconditional love that the divine has for us. We're able to feel that and we're able to receive that. We're able to embody it. And when we can embody it, we carry it in our frequency. And then we begin to emanate that and we begin to show each other that love and love each other from that space of openness, of expansion, of just this beautiful acceptance, seeing each other. And this goes for a romantic partnership or friendships or business relationships, it doesn't matter. We're able to truly see each other for the infinite being that we are. And this doesn't mean that everyone's going to act the way we believe they should act, but we're able to hold space for them. And then we're able to make a decision as to whether we wish to be continue engaging on that level of consciousness or not. And that's empowering. And that's what this work is all about. This is what healing is. Healing is awakening. Healing is transforming. Healing is transmuting. Healing is activating. It's an active co-creation with the divine. And it's a co-creation with your soul because you're unraveling and, and 
dismantling those layers of self that are not your true identity. And you're coming closer and closer to what is your true identity, which is that light of your soul, which is this divine energy that flows through you, that is you, that flows out of you, that is all around you. All of this is you. And this comes to a lot of what we're seeing a lot of what we're seeing in the world is the dismantling of old paradigms that are based on a false illusion, on the falsehood that power and money and control and manipulation and fear tactics and scapegoating and what's that other one I'm thinking of? Oh, goodness. It's going to haunt me. But it's... um. It's going to come to me when I absolutely have no need for that information. But basically, it's when you make people believe that what they're feeling is somehow not what's really going on. But you know what I mean. It's, it's that nonsense. It's these beings <laughs> have developed at a level of consciousness where they believe that it is only through control, through manipulation, through power grabs, through colonizing, through rape, through torture, through what, all of that, those lower resonances. They believe that that's how they, they can achieve. That's the only way that they can achieve what they want, which is control. But what they don't realize is that that is such a... So let's just say that consciousness is a circle but it's not because consciousness is infinite. So, um, but let's just envision consciousness for now, just this circumstance as a circle and it's circle, whatever size you want and basically make a quarter of that, make a quarter of that, the kind of power, the kind of success, the kind of life that we've been taught that we want, but we really don't like just make a quarter of that that um, frequency so they're playing within this limited pie within this limited slice of the pie and they don't realize that there's a whole nother layer there's there's this whole other three quarters or more it's actually way way more but in this circumstance it's a whole nother three quarters that they're completely missing out on because they're so their level of consciousness has been so dumbed down that they think that this is the only way. And they think that by continuing to do the same things, because this this has been this bullshit has been happening for millennia. And they think that just by perpetuating the same tactics, the same narratives, the same game playbook, they're going to continue to be in power. And they don't realize that they've already lost and they've already lost because that is such a limited expression of our, our being. And we are so much more expansive and so many of us are awakening to the fact that we are so much more. We are infinite. We hold to see the world in a grain of sand, we hold the universe in our hands because we are the universe. 
We are this infinite consciousness, God, goddess, whatever we call it. That's our true identity. That is what we do when we're embodying our soul, when we're actively healing. We're calling this, we're bringing this energy down into our physical body. We're embodying it and we're living from that elevated state of consciousness. And from that elevated state of consciousness, we're able to choose the timeline that we activate. We're able to choose our experiences because through our reaction, we shift the paradigm. We shift the narrative. We shift our experience. And when those of us who are here, when we are, when we recognize our power and constantly remind ourselves, because remember, we do have to be constantly reminded. I know I constantly have to be reminded. So I know that this is, this is not just, this isn't just, oh, well, once you achieve enlightenment, you're done. Sit on the mountaintop and kind of like look down on the rest of the peons or whatever's and, and just, no, that's not, that's not enlightenment. That's not how this works. This game, this experience of ascension it's an ongoing process. It's layers and layers of evolution and rebirth and death and birthing ourselves again and doing it again and again and again until, until we really are ready to transition to the next realm, until our soul contract is complete. Then it's like, all right, I'm off to the next adventure. But for now, we're here and we're here to love, to support, to empower, to share our wisdom, to really be there for one another on this path, which sometimes is lonely, sometimes is difficult, or maybe oftentimes it is, or both. But we're here to really support one another and to hold each other in love and in grace and to see the infinite in each other, in ourselves, and to whenever we forget, whenever the circumstances get such that we forget ourselves, to remind ourselves to come home to your heart, come back into your alignment, come home to your soul, because that is the true essence of your being. And that is, that is the beauty, as I mentioned, of this work. So you can... Oh, so many ways to heal your heart. You can work with herbs. You can work with certain fruits and vegetables and certain um, crystals. Um, one of the most common ones would be rose quartz. Really beautiful. So basically any pink or green crystals are incredibly healing for the heart. So that is what I have on the heart. Really, it's what I can leave you with is when we open our heart, we're able to raise our energy, our kundalini, from these three lower chakras that are operating um, out of fight or flight, operating in survival. And we're able to raise our frequency to unite at our heart so we can access the higher realms and we can truly ascend as a human, as a divine being of light, that you are and I honor you for doing this work because it's certainly not easy 
and know that you are seen, you are loved, you are cherished, you are fully supported by the divine, even when it doesn't feel that you are. If you come back to your heart, you will see and you will feel that you are. So I thank you for listening to this episode. I know it's a little short, but sometimes it needs to be short and sweet. But remember, always come back to your heart, particularly now, when there's so much fear and nonsense that we're going to cancel, clear, delete that frequency. Um, It's imperative to come home to your heart. Come back to your heart. Come back into alignment. Come back to your soul. Remember, you are infinite love. You are expansion. You are beauty. You are joy. You are this infinite being of light, having a human experience. Remember your truth. Don't let anyone or anything outside of you take that away from you. And that all comes from aligning back with your heart. Ahava, enjoy the sound healing that is coming up next. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Ahava.